Yo, I remember Sunday mornings back in 1996 Right in front of the television Mama can't tell me shit Do the dishes, boy Rocket power on, let me skip Nah, never said that I ain't crazy, let's reminisce Chubby boy trying to figure out life And play his part Voice on TV asking me If I'm afraid of the dark Nah, never was Help me grow into something proper Beating beats Got him screaming out Ah, I'm a real monster I got in the sports late You never would see me dribble Mama gave birth to a genius They calling it Didi Pickle I'm in Dexter's lab, trying to check out them death toys After that, chilling with Ralph, making fun of them head boys Pop's not around, I'm learning from Uncle Phil and Bill Cosby I get in the situation, they got me 25 Still awaiting my letter from Hogwarts Yo, this 90s kid is still like a child of some sort yeah. Hello and welcome to the Match the Mediocrity podcast The brothers are back, Max Kessling, Fraser Kessling, Frage. How you doing? Doing well. Happy to happy to be here. Feel like we've been consistent. Uh, it's the start of the NBA season. We're not going to talk about NBA, but uh, happy that basketball's back. Yeah, we can't be talking about basketball until it starts to matter a little bit. I mean, it, these these games count towards your overall record, but do they really? Yeah. No, you're right. It's not like football where every game is literally life or life death. Life or death. College football, like your season's over if you lose one game. Yeah, but you also only have maybe three hard games your whole season, and the rest are like <laughs> cupcakes. Yeah, North Carolina State, A and M, A and M. Yeah, it's like uh, South Louisiana State Ar- uh, Architectural State. School. Dude, I was just gonna say architectural school. <laughs> agricultural university yeah of wyoming no it's like syracuse university <laughs> esf though it's like the eastern mountain or uh eastern mountain sport in meyer mineral school of forestry <laughs> yep they're all just they all wear plaid their, jer- yeah, their exactly. jerseys are plaid they all dress like paul bunyan <laughs> they wear cut off jean shorts on the field that'd be so sick uh, they fit in really well with uh, Odell Beckham because he doesn't like wearing pants that go up down to his knee. Oh, really? You see? Yeah, he got fined like 125000 for not wearing pants that cover his knee. Because you're for supposed football? to wear... Yeah, really? he's Yeah, he has to wear the pants to like that go to like the right spot so he can put the pad in. Hmm. And they fined him... 125000 Something like that. Let me look it up. That's crazy. That's less than getting in in a fight, or that's way more than getting in in like in a fight. Well, it's because he's cost you like 14, 14 grand. Oh, sorry, fourteen. Yeah, he got fourteen k. That's 14. literally almost like a hundredth of what you said. Okay, well, you know what? Someone was only paying a little bit of attention. At least I was right. He did get fined for wearing too short of pants, which is hilarious. Did he ever get fined for wearing a watch? Yep, 100%. Did he get fired the next week when he all wore an even more expensive watch? <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure. He got fined. Oh, Ben Watch got fined $5,000 for wearing an Apple watch on the field. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. We're going to on the sideline. <clears throat> That's so funny. Sideline. That's so weird. Because the Surface Pro or whatever... The Macintosh, or not Macintosh, <laughs> Microsoft, 
yeah. they um, are the official sponsor- providers. Yeah, they're yeah. like the f- official provider, so they don't want to have. So it was hilarious. So they pay the NFL something insane, like like That's- a half a million dollars or something like that f- for the players to use the tablets and the coaches to use the tablets. And yeah. for the first year, like the entire year, all the announcers <laughs> kept calling them iPads. I loved it. Booger's not getting that right. Booger barely knows what's going on. Booger's a fucking idiot. But I think, uh, you know, Bat- Big Ben was just trying to figure out how many steps he's getting for that day. He was just trying to step count up. He's walking so, that sideline. He's trying to get those step count. I mean, he's a guy that needs to watch his weight, especially <laughs> especially when he's not playing football. I think that's that's good for him. You know, his melon counter is like 30 pounds. That's a big melon. He's got a fat dome. Fat He's got a f- for sure. You know, um, you know that uh, Pete or wait, Pete's dad in the Goofy movie. How he's got that oh, giant. Yeah. He's got that giant jaw. That big fat underneath his jaw. I know what you're saying for, for sure. That's what Ben Roethlisberger's whole heart is. <laughs> yeah, that's what he has. He has that big. That's fat. his whole body. Yeah, he's just one large fat lower jaw. Like, you think he'd be kind of masculine looking if he actually lost some weight, but he's not willing to, so he keeps that neck chub. Yeah, he's got a real Mr. Potato Head vibe to him. <laughs> uh, Just vibing. Just vibing. All right, you ready to get into today's topics? Oh, yeah. Today's topics. All right, so the trade deadline is right around the corner for the NFL. October 29th is the trade deadline. We are recording Tuesday, the 22nd at 9.20 p.m. We're up late just trying to get this podcast done and out for you guys. So a few trades happened. One happened this morning. Mahabud Sanu got traded to the Patriots for a second rounder. And Mm -hmm. Emmanuel Sanders also got traded. Yeah, so let's let's talk about this in kind of two different two different ways so the first yeah. uh how does so we'll we'll go you know trade by trade so we'll, yeah. we'll start off with the um <clears throat> muhammad sanu okay how do you see the real life effect of that move uh very little like really almost, like almost none yeah huh i think it's i think it's injury insurance um i don't think sanu is anything special mm-hmm. i think they have a decent set of receivers already I don't think Brady's not one of those guys that's going to take the top off of defense. I think if Gordon wasn't injured, there'd be less need, and they wouldn't have paid a second-round pick, which in Belichick's system, a second-round pick is more valuable than a first sometimes because of how the like the Salary, salaries yeah. are structured. Yeah, so I think a second-round pick for Sanu is kind of a lot, honestly. I think it's a lot. I know it's a guy that they liked uh, a, a great deal, though. Um, it's something that they were targeting even around – um, the draft is someone that they've been trying to get away from the Falcons for a while. Uh, the Falcons felt like they had a good shot this year. They clearly didn't. Um, <laughs> clearly. Got really, really got good value for a player who was uh, probably going to leave in free agency. Um, they weren't going to retain him, but the the Patriots are definitely missing some sort of element uh, in the receiving core. They they have a few. Um, I mean, Dorsett has been fly. I think. Dorsett's been pretty good, actually. He's been pretty good, but I mean, I, Sanu is a much better wide receiver than Dorsett. Um, 
They Edelman play different still roles. Be, they do, but I'm just saying in general, like uh, Josh Gordon, I don't know. He just doesn't seem like he's been himself. I don't even know what his himself is. I think he's just been injured, honestly. I think the injuries have really hurt his season because I think at the beginning of the season, he looked a little bit more spry and he was looking a little more agile. And I think that injuries have caught up to him a little bit. Yeah, he. But I mean, even still, he's had some like weird drops. I don't know. It just from from what I've watched, I, I haven't felt like he's been elite. I don't think they have any elite wide receivers. I think Edelman's kind of elite for what he does. I've never mm-hmm. Edelman drops so many easy passes. <laughs> he's one of those. Edelman drops so many easy passes. He he's has incredible to, yeah. hands, but some I'm just like, dude, what? Well, how does that happen? Whatever. Anyways. They, they were definitely missing some sort of receiving element on their yeah. team. You know, with Gronk leaving, I think Sanu, he's not going to necessarily fill that spot, but they're definitely missing out on an extra weapon. Ben I think Watson that's helped out a little last game. I mean, it's, it's against the Jets, but like... We're talking can... about Ben Watson. Ben no, 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 Watson's but I'm like saying... 64. I, no, I agree, but I'm saying he did help that offense at least a little bit from a receiving position. Yeah, so think if you put Sanu in there. Yeah. I, I mean, Sanu different position, hurt. obviously. I, he doesn't hurt, but I don't think it changes dramatically how this offense is run. Um, and I think no, it's going to be... It's, it's going to be worth it for them, I guess. It's going to be spread all over the place, but I think now they have so many offensive weapons that was their issue before is they were kind of one wide receiver short, and I think that this solves that problem. Right. Hard to disagree. Um, and it's good for the... Falcons' perspective, they stink this year. And with Matt Ryan out for a couple weeks with the high ankle sprain, um, they're going to just be a terrible team, and they should really just try and lose. And if they can get assets for any players, I would, besides their studs. Devontae Freeman, I would I would trade him 100%. You could get what are you for getting Devontae for him, Freeman. though? If you could get a third-round like pick. Shite. Third-round pick, I'd see ya. Not getting a third-round pick. You don't think so? fourth no you might get a fourth or fifth i think, I think he's looked terrible right hmm? you might be able to get a third for right team he's just paid a lot is the problem okay yeah okay so you have an expensive running back who hasn't looked great this year on uh like an expensive con i don't know i i wouldn't want that um i'm trying to think of a, a team so many teams have like a running back who is just whatever I don't, I don't know if Devontae Freeman is that big of an upgrade for yeah. for anyone, really. Yeah. He, he's pretty much league average. He's very league average. Who's a team that could use a running back? The Lions? The Cardinals. It's, the Cardinals? But they're not, they don't need to trade anything, though. Like They need to stay No, put. they just have someone who's injured. Uh, David Johnson, he get back. And Chase Edmond looked great. Yeah. So they basically just need depth. So you're not going to bring in Devontae Freeman for depth. Like you would bring him in to be your starting running back. Um, I mean, the Bears, uh, David Montgomery's look like shit, but that might be just the. They what, give the ball like twice Matt, a game. So, yeah. That, yeah, they had seven seven rushes, I think, last game. That's um, so stupid. So I don't know. Yeah. I, okay. I, yeah, but I, still, I don't know what you're getting. Regardless, I guess it's still good to get rid of Sanu, who's your third receiver at this point. You have Ridley, you have uh, Julio, so I think that's great for getting rid of Sanu if you're going yeah. nowhere. I and like they, it. I, I think Vic Beasley was on the the uh, trading block, so we'll see if they are able to unload any other players. Um, 
they should really kind of just clean house and see what they can almost relaunch with with Matt Ryan. I don't know. It, Ryan's still got a few years of being a top notch quarterback, so we'll see. We'll monitor that. But um, so okay, from from the we talked about it from a football perspective. Now, how do how do you see this affecting fantasy? Uh, uh not, not. <laughs> Sanu, I, I, uh, he'll be a wide receiver. You're, you're a big knot on, on this whole situation. Three. He'll be a wide receiver three. It'll be like a, yeah, I don't. He'll be a wide receiver three with some upside, but not a ton. Um, what's Dorsett Ben? I mean, that he'll be similar to that. Okay, I, I don't care about Sanu. I, I don't see him as being like a a big upgrade in a, the way that he'll be a locked in top 20 receiver. Mm-hmm. I don't see that. I think he's a 25 or he'll, or, or, or more. Yeah. He's a wider receiver three flex. I don't see a, a, a ton changing for him. Um, on new England, he'll be getting potentially, uh, Higher okay. value targets, yeah, better uh, targets. I agree. Mostly just because of the system he's in, and have a lot more red zone opportunities. He's he's not a huge touchdown guy, but I just feel like it takes him from opportunity. like a, I feel like it takes him from like a wide receiver four to wide receiver three. And in my opinion, I don't care about that that much. Yeah, I think it affects Calvin Ridley more. Um, He's going to get some more targets. He is going to be hopefully stepping into a bigger role. Um, Snoo, say what you want, still ate up those targets and they're going to have to go somewhere. Um, I think it could have a a benefit to Julio and Ridley. Uh, I don't. I, I think mean, Hooper is Ho- a guy who might even get. Yeah, Hooper could benefit from a yep. big from a big yardage point of view. Hooper's been a top three tight end throughout the year. Could he um, finish as the number one tight end in fantasy? He could. I think there's there's about five that could finish as the as the number one. I'd say him. It could be Hooper. It could be Waller. It could be uh, Kittle, and it could be Travis Kelsey. And that's Ertz? four. Ertz. No, I don't think Ertz. Ertz hasn't put up a ton of numbers throughout the year. Hooper's yeah. had a huge year already. Um, Darren Waller's had a huge year if he keeps catching touchdowns. Jeez, Kelsey's had a really consistent. <laughs> Waller yeah. looks so good. He's awesome. He moves like a receiver out there. It's incredible. He's huge. I have him in all of my leagues. So here, okay, we'll get back to the rest. Of, grade this fantasy trade now. I traded Travis Kelsey for Tyler Lockett straight up. 12, 12 team league. I had Darren Waller on my bench. You know I don't value Tyler Lockett like that, but I think it's fine. I'd say it's a B. It's good. Okay. My my thing was I was one in five. I had a good team. I had Darren Waller on the bench. Uh, I'm not going to get the same amount of value for Waller. I didn't see another wide receiver oh, that I, I could get more for. I, yeah, it's fine. So I just I made a move. B, B minus, I'd say. I, I think it's pretty decent. Damn, worth after I explained myself, I went down from a B to a B minus. I thought I'd at least go up to like a B plus. No, because I think actually a C is where I should have rated from the beginning. So I think Damn. B minus is actually an upgrade. A C is like a lateral shift in just making it a little bit better. 
Yeah, you really don't like Tyler Lockett. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't. Which is weird because I love Russell Wilson. You really do. <laughs> I love Russell Wilson. <laughs> All right. Moving back to the receivers that have gotten traded. Emmanuel Sanders. Traded from the Broncos to the Niners. Uh, the Niners sent a 2020 third and fourth round picks to Denver. Um, Denver will also include a fifth round in Sanders going over to San Francisco. So I think I kind of like this trade more, honestly, for San Francisco. You get, uh, you get Emmanuel Sanders in a fifth for a third and a fourth. I'm into that. You drop your fourth to a fifth. And then mm-hmm. you get basically Sanders for a third. I think Sanders is still pretty good. And I think he's proven that he's been able to do it as like a number one receiver uh, when he's been with Denver. And the Niners have needed a receiving weapon, I'd say, more than the Patriots have. I think Jimmy Garoppolo really showed he struggled last week. I mean, with the rain, I get it. But I don't think there's been the explosiveness and the elite route running that they need, and I think Sanders can do that. Hold on one sec. One sec. What are you looking for? Oh, boy. Freighter's on the loose. Freighter's trying to figure it out. All right, so I'm going to give you my opinion on the Denver trade. Um from a fantasy perspective, Emmanuel Sanders. Actually, should I, yeah, I'll do fantasy perspective first. So, fantasy perspective for Sanders. Um, I think this takes him from, you know, a a, a wide receiver three to maybe a, a low end wide receiver two. Um, you know, I think that puts him in like the the nineteen to twenty two range, or you know, eighteen to twenty two range. Um, because I think this offense is a lot better with Sanders on it. He's going to be instantly the number one receiver. Whereas the Patriots first knew he's not really the number one guy getting the ball. Um, I know they're going to run the ball a lot, but once they're not running the ball and they're passing, it's going to go to Sanders. So from that perspective, that's why I like. It. Do you think Sanders is a better wide receiver than Sanu though? Yes. 100%. Really? Yeah. Sanders. Yeah. Who's how coming off an Achilles? I mean, great, great. He's looked great this year. Yeah, I just think he's better. I, I really think Sanders is an amazing receiver. I think you're kind of undervaluing Sanu. Maybe, uh, yeah. Mohamed Sanu has had a, had a really good career. Okay, well let's look. Let's let's put them together. So, um, the last one, two, three, four seasons for Sanders: eight hundred, eight hundred and sixty and seventy catches. Uh, 550 and 47 catches, I'm assuming, in an injury season. Uh, 79 catches in 1,000 yards. And then 76 catches in 1,100 yards. Mm-hmm. With uh, four touchdowns, two touchdowns, five touchdowns, six touchdowns, respectively. Okay? That's re- really, really solid. Okay? Mm-hmm. Mahabud Sanu. Mohamed Sanu. Okay, so for his career, he has not broken a thousand yards in any season he's been in the NFL. He's not broken nine hundred yards in any season 
in the NFL. We're talking last four seasons, right? Last four seasons. All right. Mm-hmm. 2018, uh, 838 yards. On how many receptions? 66. Uh, okay. 67 catches, 703 yards. How many 15, touchdowns? Four, five, four, and zero. Okay. So I just think Sanders is just better. Yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, and so the that the third season, 59 catches and 653 yards, and then 33 catches and 400 yards. So, I mean, I'm taking Sanders all the way. Uh, I just think he's way better. I think at this point in his career, I, I mean, he's fine. I I don't know. I don't really see. I think he'll definitely help out that offense a lot. They, they were clearly missing weapons. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, all they had was Kittle. Um, I had someone trying to tell me that Dante Pet. I asked, I said, because we were talking about this trade at work, and I said, who, like, the the 49ers have no weapons. He goes, what about Pettis? I'm like, Pettis, Pettis. like, got benched in the beginning of the year because he sucked. He's like, yeah, but he was good last year. I'm like, what year is this? He goes, what do you mean? I go, what year is this? He goes, I don't know. I'm like, it's this year. He sucks this year. I don't care about last year. If he sucks this year. He also sucked last care. year. He was good. He turned it on towards the end of last year and people were happy yeah. about it, but he sucked. He sucks this year. I'm like, and I was From like, total oh, season what else? stats though. Like, I'm like, okay, who else yeah. is like, oh, Marquis Goodwin. I was like, he's an Olympic athlete. He's like Olympic gold medalist or whatever. I'm like, no, he qualified for the Olympics. And also he's never really been an elite wide receiver. He's been fine. He showed flashes the first year of Jimmy G, but that was literally it. Like he goes, okay, well, Kittle. I'm like, well, Kittle's a tight end and that's all they have. And Kittle's good. Kittle's amazing, but all the, and and I'm like, so they've the just been running the ball. They've had by yeah, far. hundred percent. He's by far their best wide receiver. Uh, back to those stats real quick. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders last season was better than any season Muhammad Sanu's ever had. Good for him. How old? Is, <laughs> how old is Sanders? He's older. He still is just. How really old good. is he though? Uh, he is thirty-two. That's not like over the hill yet. For a wide receiver, that's pretty old though. Pretty old, but I, you know, thirty-four. That's when it kind of seems to drop off like a cliff. Muhammad Sanu is. Doing this on my phone. You're going to get it before me. It's 30. <laughs> no. Yeah. Okay. So what's the big difference? Not Dude. much. Not much. Okay. You want to back me up that uh, Manuel Sanders is just better and I'd say the trade for the Niners is a little more impactful? You want to just agree with me? Come on. I'm no, waiting. Because I think... <laughs> no. the, I think because like it's going to have a... I guess it's going to have a big impact, but... I don't know. No, you're right. It probably does have more of an impact than it does. They needed they need a weapon. There wasn't a ton out there. Um, I think that that's really good. All right, moving on to the defensive players. Uh, Jalen Ramsey got traded to so wait, the Rams. Fantasy aspect. All right, oh, fantasy aspect. I said you. I guess while you were gone, oh. um, I think it takes him from a wide receiver three to a wide receiver two, a low end wide receiver low end two. number two. Yeah, I could, I see that for sure. And how do you see this affecting Joe Flacco's? Fantasy value. Who cares? <laughs> I don't give a shit. Oh, Joe Flacco's anything. I mean, I may, it might. Who I care about is maybe Lindsay. It might hurt Lindsay a little bit more. Yeah, um, that's but, my thing. Their offense got significantly worse. With their offense with is losing. already bad. Yeah, it's bad and it, it got worse. Um, I would say that 
those guys who could be low end. I think Lindsay at, at times could be a low end number one or like a, a, a high end number two. I think it takes some kind of back to both low end like a flex two ish yeah. options. Yeah, I agree. All right. Um, Jalen Ramsey got traded to the Rams. Um, mm-hmm. The Rams paid up. Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> That's a good one. Thanks. Jalen Ramsey, first, uh, so let me get the details for you because they did give up a ton of stuff for him. I think um, they gave up two first, two consecutive first, and then a fourth off the top of my head. You know what's funny Tell is how, how like, did. it's funny how, like, his back injury is like, oh, I'm good now. My back's fine. Yeah. Coming from someone who has a bad back, your shit's always bad. <laughs> like, it doesn't get better. <laughs> All right. So, Jaguar, they, it gets like, it gives them like remission. <laughs> it's like it always comes. <laughs> All right. Um, Jaguars, they get a, a 2021st, a 2021 first, and a 2021 fourth. And then. They nailed it. Yeah. And then. Yeah, so then the the Rams clearly get Jalen Ramsey. Um, from the Rams' perspective, that's a huge upgrade for them. They ended up trading. So basically, this was kind of a, a two-part trade for the Rams. They ended up trading Marcus Peters, who's been a turnstile all season, mm-hmm. to the Ravens, the, the Ravens for, a fifth. for a fifth-round pick. And uh, Kenny Young, some linebacker, who mm-hmm. I don't who uh, yeah not unimportant i would say we're not to, this is an idp league we're not talking about yuck idp whoever plays idp idp and standard scoring can get the fuck out of here i'm definitely very anti stand there has <sighs> to be a perfect scoring though there it's got to be out there perfect like to make all players equally important and have you know it's there has to be a perfect i think ppr is pretty good personally i think it has to be like a half point ppr With tight bonuses. end premium tight end premium to qb league that that's like gotta be it thoughts how would you boost the tight end stats so tight end stats be worth double worth something i don't know how but there's the like tight, tight end tight- premium leagues the problem with tight end premium is like then the best tight ends are worth even more than they already are. You're and right. It, okay. The so normal think, tight end. I think I think two QB half point PPRs probably. I think that's got to be the most. That's got to be the best. And it would be an auction draft. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, what are your thoughts about this uh, for the Rams? Um. It doesn't address their biggest need, which is their quarterback. <laughs> um, no, their their biggest thing is they, the Rams. All this has to catch up to them at some point. You think, right? They've made all this trading, so many yeah. trades, so many big contracts, so like many the free agent moves. Like the it's, old nuts. It's kind of crazy. Prokhorov's um, running the Rams. So their defense should get a little better. Um, he's really good. At oh, least he's they got awesome. a good player. Yeah, they got a really good player. Uh, but they're gonna have to pay him soon. And I think like sixty percent of their sixty percent of their cap is tied up between three players: Donald Goff and uh, Gurley. And I think yeah. having like Blake Boros on your team it has to give you some bad juju, some bad Jaguars juju. 
You have Ramsey and Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles and Dante Ramsey. Fowler. Yeah. You have three of the uh, Jaguars' number one picks from like 2014 to 2017. You sure you want to do that? I do. The Jaguars were really good for like one year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't yeah, know how yeah. I, yeah, it has an effect mm. on their team, but I don't know if it really addresses like I, this didn't put them over the edge. It was and, kind of peculiar. And now, and now they have a bunch of people they have to pay and they're going all in on this season and they're not even the best team in their division. And I just, I don't really get it. I don't see how this helped them beat the Patriots. That's kind of like mm-hmm. the Patriots in my mind. Granted, we, we always talk about all the other teams who have played shit schedules. We I we all put Patriots number one for good reason. Their defense is awesome. Their offense is awesome. But they have played an absolutely dreadful schedule. That's <laughs> amazing, know if, though. I don't know. It's going to continue. Like it's 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 yeah. not going anywhere. It's still terrible. I don't know if any other team has played an easier schedule. The hardest game they've played was against the Bills. I think the Bills are good. But I don't think they're that good because again the Bills have played a shit schedule. Um, but that's how that's, bad is the AFC? Like the Dolphins and the Jets are so bad, and they played the Jets twice, once without Darnold, and then once with. How have you played them twice already? <laughs> how does that work out? I don't know. I don't All right. Know. Uh, second half of that kind of combo trade. The Ravens get Marcus Peters. Marcus Peters had an interception return for a touchdown on Sunday. Worth it for a fifth round pick? I'd say why not? It's worth a shot. Um, the defense hasn't been great this year. No, and, and he was injured last year. He guesses a lot. Uh, if you have good safeties, then sometimes... It's okay like to Earl guess. Thomas? Yeah. Yeah. It's okay to guess because you have some security on the back end. Um, it, it paid off so far. He had a pick six, you know. Um, but it, it, I don't know. He's one of those players that sometimes you love him, sometimes you hate him. He's not consistent. Um, he's either really good or really bad. And sometimes all you need to do is just try to increase that variance for, you know, try, try to win uh that game by just shooting more threes yeah uh you know i think it's fine because the ravens they're for runners to that division they beat up on the seahawks you know this past weekend um mm-hmm. which is a great win i think i think the seahawks are a good team yeah good um good not great no good not great um but both these teams are good not great um so i think it was a good move by them i don't think it's special i think it's solid i think it's fine yeah for the Rams, you don't really get much for Peters. Um, he was kind of, you know, sought after a little bit at one point in time. I think a fifth-round pick is kind of a throwaway. Seems so. like he's going to a good culture. He's kind of a, a bad culture guy. Um, you know, when he was with the Chiefs, the Chiefs take a lot of risks on people. He had one of my favorite moves ever where he threw a flag about 600 yards <laughs> into the in <laughs> over deck that was awesome um but he he's always kind of a, been a, kind of a head case hopefully with that locker room seems like they got some good leaders in the secondary though um 
We didn't talk about this at all, but Earl Thomas flicked off his coach last year. <laughs> right? That yeah. happened. If we we kind of glossed over it. And he, they beat him. Yeah, it was a revenge game. Can you imagine like that happening in the NBA? <laughs> Just fuck you. Well, yeah, yeah I mean, Latrell Spirwell choked his coach. Yeah, good point. Dude, those were simpler times. <laughs> Everyone was just like Neanderthals back then, I feel like. Dude, just hitting each other no over rules. the clubs. There's no rules. I love that shit. It's fun to go back and look at. All right. I, I would have loved to like really been a part of those two to see kind of how the NBA has changed like pre-Jordan and stuff. Yeah. But whatever also jordan's an idiot for saying steph's not a hall of famer fuck that yeah all right but so wait hold on basketball no we can't no 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 i heard that he can't say that he would have been a hall of famer because he would have gotten fined by the league or something like that i don't know if that's true that's something that i just saw i think it was Uh, some magic johnson bullshit that he he posted you never know with him um (laughs) yeah if that's the case i understand it but jordan is also like the biggest narcissist in the world so that could also be very true Cool. All right. Done with the actual trades. Let's go to the super crazy trades. What could happen? Um, I got one name for you, which I think is probably the biggest name on the trade block, AJ Green. Uh, we'll do AJ Green, then we've got a, a fun segment after that. AJ Green. Um, what do you think's going on with that? Do you think he's going to leave? Like they're going to trade him? They're saying they're not going to. That seems to be the plan so far, but they're 0 and 6 and they're terrible. Or Owen, are they 0 7 now? Sorry, they're 0 7. Mm-hmm. They are terrible. Um, I don't know if he gets traded. The two teams that really needed a wide receiver just got wide receivers. I don't see really any other teams who are in the market for a wide receiver like that. Um, I got some teams for you. I, I mean... There's teams like the Packers that if Devontae's out for longer, they could use someone. Um, I, I wouldn't want A.J. Green. I, I just think it it doesn't really make sense. Um, yeah, if you've got some how teams, about the let's Billy hear Goats? Yeah, Bills. Why not the Bills? Yeah. I mean, who do they got at receiver? Cole Beasley, John Brown. I mean, John Brown's okay. He's mm-hmm. no A.J. Green. I say yeah. get A.J. Green up in there with the Bills. I think that'd be a great move for the Bills. They're 5-1. Start feeling yourself. You're mm-hmm. going to be 10-6 where you looked at your schedule. It's very stupid. Uh, if you don't end up 10-6, then you did something wrong. Um, you have to win five. You have to go 5-5 five and five the rest of the season. You make the playoffs. You got A.J. Green. That's a good look, I think. Yeah, um, it could be. The Raiders, they could use A.J. Green. They got mm-hmm. no receivers on that team anymore. Uh, it looks like... Um, Tyrell Williams is going to be out for another week or two. So I don't see why not. You you could use a new big price receiver. You already felt like paying somebody. You, you're you getting all these chumps from the waiver wire, Trevor Davis and Zay Jones. Get a real receiver in A.J. Green. Yeah, I, I, I like that for the Bills. Um, Josh Allen, not the most accurate quarterback. It could be nice to have a, a big-bodied mm-hmm. wide receiver who has got a decent catch radius, so that could be fun. He fits. He, he would fit well with that team just because they don't really have a number one. They have a lot of, you know, kind of the new thing is, is to describe wide receiver positions as if you were describing a basketball team so you want a center you want a point guard you want a shooting guard so you don't want 
kind of duplicates at the same position. You don't want to you don't want a wide receiver core with four centers, four mm-hmm. big guys who you know big catch radius, contested balls. You, you want some over the middle. You need you need some slot. So a team like Bills that don't really have someone like that could be a, a good option for sure. I, I would like that. I don't know if they'll do it necessarily. Yeah. Um, These are all just hypotheticals. These yeah, are teams I think that would make sense. Fun. It would make sense for the team, not necessarily for the Bengals. Another team I'm thinking about, the Ravens. They would never do this. Never. But they could definitely use a receiver. Um, these are just some good shouts, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like where your head's at. I think there's a lot of teams that could use a, an impact starter like AJ Green. Um I don't think he's going to be back until the trade deadline happens. Either he gets traded or doesn't get traded. It's going to be after that. I think he'll be back probably after their bye week. I want to say their bye week is in, is not this week, but the week after. So they play the Rams this week, which they're going to lose. Then they have a bye. Then they're playing the Ravens. October 29th, the trade deadline. October 29th, the trade deadline. The game's on the 27th. So we'll know by then. Mm-hmm. All right. Fraser, is there any dream scenario trades you could think of? This guy going to this team would make a huge impact. Yeah. Um, not So let, let's say the Falcons, huge fire sale. Um, they are just trying to get rid of all of their pieces. They see, <laughs> you know, we want to do a complete rebuild we got Matt Ryan, who's on this huge contract, who is eating up our cap, and we feel like we could get, you know, four first rounders for him. A team that loves trading first rounders, the Rams. <laughs> you put Matt Ryan on the Rams with that team, and, yeah, and McVay, yeah, you got you got something, man. That's true. Matt Ryan's pretty solid. Yeah, Matt Ryan's awesome. I think yeah. Matt Ryan's really good. Um, the O line hasn't been great with them, or I, I think that would be a lot of fun. Or if you just wanted to stay within LA, you trade Philip Rivers to the Rams. All right, I got a, I got one you're gonna like. I think. All right. All right. You take Marcus Mariota, uh huh, and you ship him to. The Bears? The, bu- the Bucks. <laughs> oh, the Bucks. Yeah. Oh. You have both Jameis and Marcus Mariota. You have oh. them both on the same team. You switch possessions. You go you go one possession, Mariota. One possession, Duck Jameis. Seminoles. Yeah. So you just hope that every other... They're, not, they're both not on the field long enough to do bad enough. Mm. You get a little bit of both, and you can fuse the defense. Oh, I like that. Put two bad options. Mar- mm-hmm. Use Marcus Mario to kind of like Taysom Hill. How about that? I like that. That's a fun trade. There's nothing like having a trade that doesn't <laughs> fix your team. <laughs> I just thought you might like that one. No, that was a good one. Okay. You could ship to Mariota somewhere there. The Bears? I think Mar- yeah, the Bears. Have a lat- just a lateral shift. No, dude, he is a huge upgrade over Trubisky. <laughs> Honestly, so as bad. sad as that is, I think that's a huge upgrade. Not huge. It's an incremental upgrade. <laughs> I just typed in bear. It's just a grizzly bear. 
Just a giant grizzly bear. Oh my god! Took a little screen. So this was. I'm trying to think when this was, but we were. Katie and I were talking about something. We were talking about going to the beach. She's just like, "Oh, it'd be fun to go on a boat." So I look over and she just types into Google boats, and I was like, "What are you expecting to get?" <laughs> just typing boats into Google, like. There was this kid cute. in college who. Uh, <laughs> It's pretty stupid. And he typed in his phone. Uh, par- he's looking for a party. He typed in parties near me. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. What do you br- get brought to, like, Party City? I think so. I don't know. I didn't check it out. <laughs> what an idiot. That's yeah. funny. All right. Yeah, I think the Bears need a quarterback. So if they could trade for any of the quarterbacks that aren't the quarterback they currently have on the roster, that'd probably be an upgrade. Mm-hmm. Um, the Chargers, they should just trade Melvin Gordon for anything. A fifth round pick for Melvin Gordon is probably worth it at this point. You think some team's going to give up a third round pick for Devontae mm. Freeman, but you think Melvin Gordon's only getting a fifth? Okay, so third, sure, third, okay. whatever. Yeah, but he's leaving. They both leave. They both leave, true. They both leave in. But Chargers, you trade that. What yeah. else we got in here? Looking at some teams. I'm over it. Over it. I'm shipping it. I think my I think my Marcus Mario trade's the best one we can. Yeah, that's of. it. That's the one we're gonna go with. That's the one we're gonna go with. We'll send that into freaking the commissioner. <laughs> yep. Alright, so now we got some injuries. We're gonna have to go as a little rapid fire. We're running out of time here. Um quarterback injuries going on right now cam newton pat mahomes and matt ryan matt ryan with a high ankle injury uh cam newton with that foot and pat mahomes with another ankle injury looks like matt ryan will be out for a few weeks pat mahomes oh sorry pat mahomes with the knee um and the ankle the ankle is going to be healing while the knee is recovering um Best case scenario happened for Pat Mahomes. Looks like it'll only be a three-week injury. It could have been a season-ending surgery. But apparently, after you get a knee problem like that, you're always susceptible to something happening. So that could be dangerous. Um, Cam Newton, that Liz Frank issue, looks like he'll be coming back in about one to two weeks. Um, They already said that Kyle Allen will be playing this week. Uh, So not a huge impact as of right now for the Carolina Panthers, they're playing really, really well. Phrase, do you have any thoughts on those three injuries? Uh, I mean, it, it sucks to see Mahomes going out. The biggest thing is, I, I'd say for fantasy, um, not a ton. You, you have so three top quarterbacks, yeah, out roughly. Um, so you have that along with the buy. Uh, I'm trying to think who the two teams on buy are right now. Um, hold on a sec. Yeah, I think from a fantasy perspective, Cam Newton, he might be someone you could think about picking up soon because of the rushing mm-hmm. if he does come back and does start rushing the ball. Pat Mahomes, um, you're just sitting tight. If you're an owner of Pat Mahomes, you're not trading him unless your team is 2-5. and f- five. You got to kind of hold on to him and ride it out because not having him for three, having him for the rest of the season is more important than not having him for the three weeks, um, unless someone gives you a pretty good trade for him. And then Matt Ryan, you just have to drop him and pick up someone else. Yeah, it's tough. He's not worth keeping on your roster for you know he's it's been he's really a, good. 
he's really good. Maybe you maybe you you bench him, but I think he's one of your first guys you cut if you got to make room. Matt Ryan's been really good, um, but I think there are a few guys out there that you might be able to pick off up waivers. Uh, I think if Matthew Stafford's out there, he, he's a really good option. Uh, without um, carry on Johnson, they're going to be throwing the ball even more. He's had a really good year uh, so far. Uh, he's the 12th ranked uh, quarterback, and that's with one bye thrown in there. Uh, he's got a really high floor. Um, I, th- I think he's just going to throw a ton, and he's, got, he's a really good option. Um, you could also pick up Winston. Uh, you never really know what you're going to get him. You're going to have the Winston verse potentially. He's the trick or treat. He's, he the, he's, the, he's the trick or treat. You're going to reach in that bag and pull out a Snickers, or you're going to reach in the bag and pull out a fistful Crawford. of shit because there's literally a oh, crawdad. Nice. Uh, nice. Because <laughs> he stole lobster. Yeah, yeah. You put um, your hand in there and you're going to get pinched. You're mm-hmm. either getting pinched or you're getting candy, one of the two. Uh, Jacoby Brissett could be a pretty good option here. Gardner Minshew. Um, there's Minshew's a few options. Fine, and he looks sick. So um, I've been rock- we've been rocking with Minshew on one of our teams mm-hmm. purely for the banter, um, and because there's no one else to pick up in that league. But Minshew's been fine. I got no issues with Minshew. Yeah, no issue Minshew. So with a really thin week this week, I think um, you're really targeting either. Uh, one of the three of Stafford, uh, Jameis, or uh, Gardner Minshew. Um, Bless you. Minshew. Uh, that's pretty much it. There, there's not a ton out there right now um, no. with with the top three quarterbacks and then Dak, and I'm trying to think of the other team as I'm by, but um, not a ton out there. So you're, you're limited options for sure. Yeah. All right. The two running backs that are notable be, that are injured, carry on Johnson and David Johnson. So if you have a last name, Johnson, watch out. Mm-hmm. Um, you're next. You're next. Carry on, though. Out for the season. David Johnson coming back at some point. That was yeah. news. That was some big news to me. Um, like carry on being out for the season has, I think, a, a huge impact on your waiver wire. Uh, you need to be picking up Ty Johnson. Oh, no. Do you pick up Ty Johnson, though? He's got the infamous last name. Oh, dude, that. You're so right. Kind of like the bird pass. teams like we figured out last week with the bad defenses. Ty Johnson with the bad last name for injuries. Got to pass. You have you to. Got to pass. Okay, so maybe you do a $1 bid on him, and then you just... You know, just maybe you get him, but you don't put too much stock in it because he does have the last name Johnson. Let's say we change his last name to Johnston. Okay, Johnston. Good point. Good point. Cool. We'll change it to Johnston for the sake of the argument. Yeah. How I, much then you fab? Pick him up. <laughs> I know. How much fab would you put on someone like this, though? Uh, rest let's say, of the season let's, starting running back, uh, you're probably at at least twenty percent. Twenty percent of the initial Minimum. budget, or your your over like your current budget overall. Okay, so yeah, let's at, just say a hundred dollar hundred dollar budget. You're putting twenty bucks on them. Yeah, because we don't have a lot of track record. And if you did this with Wayne Gallman when he was the court starting running back, or it depends on your running back scenario. If you're smart, your running back like Ty Johnson should really just be your fourth running back. He should be a pure backup a pure option for bye weeks. 
Um, and in that sense, I don't think you should be paying a ton for him. But if you're starved at running back, shit, I wouldn't feel bad if he went up to 40% for another, a, a, a real starting running back. Um, I, I get it, you know? Yeah, if you really need a win and you really need to start someone, I think you kind of have to to go almost all in on Ty like 40, Johnston. 50 bucks. Like I'm, I'm into Johnston, I guess, if you have to, because mm-hmm. he's he's pre- been pretty decent. Um, nothing special, but he's a starting running back in the NFL that has some upside potential. He's no like Adrian Peterson, who's a starting running back, kind of you know, with very low f- ceiling. Um, Ty Johnston could be okay. Yeah, he had eight eight points last week. Um, seems he catches the ball of the backfield fine. He is literally your only option in an offense that has seemed to be functioning pretty well all year. Um, you kind of just got to go for it. Yeah. If you don't have, if you haven't st- like stashed, it, if you're really starved for running back, you just got to go for it. How much percent are you talking? <sighs> I'd probably say 25%, 25 to 30% if you really need someone. I wouldn't really feel comfortable going over that just because it's not. I think if you need someone, he's not that good, though. Like, he's good, but it's not like if this was Alexander, if let's say, please, I don't want this to happen at all, but Dalvin Cook goes down. I would feel very comfortable putting 50 to 60% 60% down for Alexander Madison. Right. Someone like that. Or, or let's say Zeke goes out, God forbid. Tony Pollard, you know, a running We're back who a good you know. Point, though. Yeah. The running back you know is going to be like an elite. I think he, he'll he have his upside. So those other guys, if something happens to the starter in front of them, they have RB1 upside. Like Latavius Murray. Like Latavius. Latavius Murray, I don't even know if Latavius Murray has RB1 upside. I think his is low-end number two, which is which very is great. good, which is yeah. awesome. I think Ty Johnson is probably l- low to middle-end wider, or like middle RB2. RB2, yeah. So, but the point that's being made here is spend fab money on running backs. Do not spend fab money on receivers. Receivers are a dime or dozen on the fab on the on the waiver wire. Um, you can find a wide receiver two much easier than you can a running back two. So uh, if you're going to be spending money in fab budget, it's got to be for this year tight ends because tight ends are at a premium, and it's just at running back person. Yeah, it's just like the upside of, a, of of getting a running back off the waivers is so much higher than a wide receiver. You you rarely pick up a wide receiver at any point in the year and have them be a number one wide receiver rest of the season. Chark that could o- be that guy though. That Yeah, he could be, but I'm just saying that almost never happens. Rarely. I agree. All right. Uh, David Johnson impact for him. Uh, how long do you expect him to be out for each? He, he, he tried giving a go the other day. I don't know. He could easily come back next week. Chase Edmonds has been really good. Um, got a lot of burst. Wiggly. If they're smart, they would use both of them a lot. I never understood why teams can't use two running backs. I, I, that blows my mind. The Packers, actually, when both running backs have been healthy, 
have done a really good job of utilizing both of them. Mm-hmm. Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones have both been good throughout the year. Uh, I mean, Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman and Denver. There are a few teams, but I think more teams should do it. More teams should do it when you do see. I mean, even early in the year, Alexander Madison, De- Delvin Cook, both. That's if you have two good running backs, yes. right? It's not, it's it's not for a team like the Raiders, who like you have one mm. superior running back and then, and then other running Jaylen backs on Sharp, your roster, yeah. yeah. So, like Jalen Samuels, um, I think he's good. You know, mm-hmm. well, they were starting to utilize both of them a little more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd like to see that more in the NFL personally, but yeah. The, the, the impact for the Cardinals, they did sign Alfred Morris because they're worried about David Johnson's health. Um, mm-hmm. Alfred Morris is 1 billion years old, um, but he's still only like I feel like he's not. Yeah, I feel like he's not that old. He feels like he's a million years old because his name is Alfred. And he drives a 2001 Honda CRV. <laughs> yeah, he's 30, but you know. Is he 30? Damn. Yeah. That's even older than I thought he was. He came in the league at about 67. He also took about four years to finish his 40-yard dash time. So, just kidding. It was slow. It was. It wasn't that bad. It was 4.67, which is not great for a running back. He did run in full pads, though. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Alrighty, but yeah. So, Frage, what what the, on the back of running back situation? Who do you got to go out and pick up? Ty Johnston. Um, I changed take his him last name Car- on purpose. You'd take that over the Cardinals backup? If it's if it's a one-week, bi-week fill-in, you're probably not going to start this guy again. I'd say Edmonds. Mm-hmm. Edmonds has the higher upside. Um, but He's just better at running back. He, he's a better running back, but David Johnson's going to be coming back soon. Um if you need someone who's going to be an RB2, RB3 flex rest of the season, you got to go Ty. Um, just because he'll he'll be there. Cool. All right. I think that wraps it up. Frage, got anything to talk about? Uh, go check out Mr. Ballcaps. Uh, greatest selection of vintage hats and apparel out there on the market. Uh, everything is priced extremely fairly. Uh, I lose money every time we make a sale, and I lose even more money when you use promo code TMOM, T-M-O-M, all caps, at checkout for 15% off. I lose 15% more when you guys do that, So, uh, but I'm all about helping out the fans, so make sure you use that. Christmas is right around the corner. I know we're not at Easter or uh, at uh, Halloween yet, but you know Christmas sneaks up on you, so uh, go to Mr. Ball Caps, use the promo code, and that's it. Cool. Also, follow us on all social media is the Masters of Mediocrity. Um, you go on there. Basically, we'd love to interact with you if you guys mention us or you know you listen to one of the podcasts and have something to say. Follow us on all there. That's when you'll figure out when we get the new podcast out. Also, go to Patreon. Go to patreon.com and then search the Masters of Mediocrity. Uh, we have different tiers. Different tiers get you on the podcast in different ways. Um if you're in the $1 tier or $5 tier, uh, we love you. That's, you know, it's amazing. We thank you so much. Uh, the two patrons we have so far, Tyler Davis and Anthony Del Monte, they're always holding it down for the fort, 
pulling it down for the boys. Uh, we appreciate your support. If you donate, we'll talk about you on the podcast like them too. So please go on there. It helps pay for our SoundCloud fees that we just got hit with. Mm-hmm. Um, just helps you get the podcast out. So thank you for everybody out there in podcast land. Hope you all have a good night. Peace. Peace.